Thanks for tuning into this podcast from KYMN Radio. You can find more of them like it on our website, kymnradio.net, or wherever you get your podcast. Simply search the KYMN Radio Podcast. Real Radio, True Variety, 95.1, The One. Stored downtown Faribault, the Paradise is committed to offering high-quality visual and performing art opportunities for Faribault and our region. Regular events spotlight some of the best artists and musicians in our area and throughout Minnesota and the Midwest. Our beautifully restored facility includes art galleries, classrooms, clay and textile labs, a gift shop, and rehearsal spaces, in addition to a 300-seat auditorium. Visit ParadiseCenterForTheArts.org for a full schedule of events or call our box office at 507-334-7372. Art Zany, Radio for the Imagination, with your host, Paula Granquist, is brought to you by the Northfield Arts Guild and by the Paradise Center for the Arts. And now, Art Zany, Radio for the Imagination. Good morning, this is Paula Granquist, and you're tuned in to Art Zany, Radio for the Imagination. Thank you so much for tuning into the show that helps you celebrate lots of stories and, of course, creating. And, of course... I hope that this is a show that helps you take some chances and begin some projects or be a part of something that you might not have thought before. So I'd love it if you could imagine what your artful life would look like. Go ahead, create that image in your mind of what you want to do and accomplish. And then let's take the journey together. That's what I hope there's time to do with Art Zany Radio. So thank you so much for listening. And I'm going to talk a little bit about this article that I read. But first, I've got to talk about kind of the feeling. I'm getting a sense that a lot of us are experiencing right now. These past few years, it feels like we've had so many opportunities to try to practice resets because you never know the way that we're required to engage with the world has been shifting with a frequency that can sometimes feel us, leave us feeling tired, maybe a bit frustrated, perplexed, sometimes hopeful, discouraged. Maybe you're excited about what's around the corner. You just never know. Or maybe you're nervous about what's around the corner. So much can happen in a short period of time. And sometimes this happens with even one day, those things flip flop around. So it's kind of an odd world. And we're all kind of feeling uh, not sure how to feel about it. And so I read this article, and it was not the kind of thing I would normally read. And but it caught my eye. She said the title of the article is I ran a mile for 31 days straight. Here's how it affected me. It's by Ali Montag in the a publication Well and Good. And I loved how she summed up her feeling about 2021. She said, languishing has defined 2021. Languishing. I thought that was such a, a great word to use to describe it. And she talked about how, you know, we want to use this time to you know, as we have to kind of hold back or change plans or make adjustments to invest in our passions, to connect with what's important, to finish all those projects, start on those dreams. But it can feel a little bit like we're in a haze and we haven't quite processed all of that's happened to us over the past few years. And this isn't usually the kind of space that inspired us to take advantage of this, you know, off 
strange time. And so then the writer of this article did her um, start running, which was a huge challenge for her. She talked about she was not even able to make it a mile in that first time she got out. But then a friend gave her some advice. And that friend said, start running as slowly as you can. And she said, make, make sure that you move with just itty bitty steps one at a time. She called that she recommended those shallow and short. That was the phrase that she used. And then see how far you get. I thought that was really good advice. And, you know, she introduced then the, the idea of the progressive principle, which is complete, meaningful, short term goals. And that allows you to feel a sense of progress. And here's the key. The more you feel like you can make progress, the more you will. This is the key to unlock those doors of your desires. And it's really a wonderful article about the art of discipline, limitations, setting goals and choosing. But most importantly, it's about choosing ourselves and learning to make a commitment to what's important and persistently choosing. And that's the hard part that you need to do, persistently choosing that action that moves you forward. So you're building a sort of a progress graph that helps you sharpen your focus, make some different choices, and essentially feel more respect for yourself. I loved it. I thought it was really interesting. So I hope that's helpful to some of you. And of course, I couldn't help but think of Aesop's fable when I was reading this about the tortoise and the hare. You know, maybe before the pandemic, we were living our lives more like the hare, wildly running from here to there, filling our time with busy, feeling like we were accomplishing so much, moving so fast, loving the race. But maybe the world needed to nudge us to discover our turtle mind. It's okay to only accomplish a few steps each day. It's the fact that you're moving forward that matters most. And this is what will hold you up to your ambitions and help you the most in the world. I have always loved turtles and maybe that's why. So this makes perfect sense to me. It's hard to live with those tiny progress steps because you think I should be doing so much more, but it's a skill that you need to practice. So thank you, Allie Montag, for her article. I ran a mile for 31 days straight and here's how it affected me. And I hope that you take the time now to um, savor this time. Find that one thing that you want to make progress on this next month. I think September is the perfect time for this reset because you sort of things feel like the, the fall changing and maybe back to school is a part of your world. And there's there's sort of a rhythm that you can try to find in that change. So I also recommend you tell somebody about your ideas because sharing your journey and rejoicing in the slowness of the progress is a pretty great thing. And it helps if you've got other people who know about what you're doing. So that's how you reset. So happy reset month. Today in the Art Zany Radio Studio, I'm very excited to introduce our listeners to someone new to the Northfield Arts Guild. We're going to be talking with Madison Hughes. She is the Visual Arts Manager at the Northfield Arts Guild. We'll preview the North Riverfront Fine Arts Festival. That is always a mouthful. And um, we'll also um, talk about the annual members ex exhibit at the gallery. So you can get lots of more details at northfieldartsguild.org. The one thing you need to know is that the Riverfront Fine Arts Festival is this weekend, Saturday and Sunday. This is September 11th and 12th from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. both days. So we'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute. But I want to introduce our listeners to Madison Hughes. Welcome to Art Zany Radio. Thank you. It's a... Uh 
Good to be on. It's so exciting because we are literally just meeting now. So mm-hmm. you, you have been at the Arts Guild for just a short period of time. As I, I, we talked ahead of time, I wondered if, if you, in your experiences, have, have learned a few things about the creative process or about getting things accomplished. I know that the to-do list at the Arts Guild is huge. <laughs> so what, are, what advice have you been given or do you give to people about that topic? Um. Right now, for me, uh, it's been a kind of shift in my life, and so I feel like I uh, have this new balance of getting a lot done at work and then also trying to be creative elsewhere. Um, and I would say that some of my uh, coworkers and friends have been um, very uh, encouraging, um, so that's really helpful. I, um, with my friends try to sort of be accountable to each other and telling them like I want to do this in my spare time and then um I give them permission to bug me about it that's good right Mm -hmm. that's to tell somebody about it because sometimes if it's just your little secret uh it's easier to say well I'll start tomorrow or maybe not today or there's something else that distracts you yeah definitely well, that's that's wonderful new wonderful advice, and you know, uh, folks may not know you, and so I'd love for you to um, introduce yourself to our listeners. Tell us a little bit about your background and um, what what connected you to the Arts Guild, or maybe your first experience at the Northfield Arts Guild. Yeah, um, so I grew up in Minnesota in the cities. I went to college for history and art history. I then moved out to New Hampshire for grad school and was out there for a while. And I moved back here to be closer to family and to my roots and wanted to work in the arts. And I heard great things about the guild here and have family friends in Northfield. So it seemed like a good fit. Yeah. So I've not been to New Hampshire, but I've heard it's absolutely gorgeous out there. How would you compare uh, Northfield or not Northfield, Minnesota, New Hampshire? What are some of the similarities and differences? I think that's fascinating. There are some similarities weather wise. There's less snow in New Hampshire, but there are those storms that happen. Um, And instead of lakes, there's the ocean and mountains Mm. out there. Um, but it wasn't a huge shift like moving to somewhere south would be. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big fan of fall and winter, and so both places are great for that. Yeah, and I'm glad you're back here. And your role is visual arts manager. Tell us what, what that encompasses. It's a pretty um, a big, uh, big project you're undertaking. Yes, so there are a couple main things uh, that I work on. We have our main gallery at the Guild, uh, which currently has the annual members exhibition. We also have the upstairs gallery and some satellite galleries that um, I work on. There's also the Guild shop with lots of different art that you can buy. Um, And then, of course, the festival, planning the festival and... Um, working with artists on that. Mm -hmm. So a lot of different things, but really enjoying all the different um, artists that I'm meeting and all the art around here. Yeah, and I would imagine 
you, you said you had a, a degree in art history. So I think that's a really, tell me how you're going to use that to, because um, you're working obviously with all, you know, currently living artists, uh, making that transition or what you think that helps you to be able to accomplish at the Arts Guild. Yeah, so I really learned to appreciate art through uh, studying art history. Uh, when I graduated undergrad, I wanted to do something more practical. So um, my master's degree is in museum studies. And so that was a lot more interacting um, with people and creating good gallery spaces. There is a lot of connection to community, uh, including community artists, um, that is part of my job. And in the past, that is something that I worked hard to develop community wherever I was, uh, in museums and galleries, um, connection, like really keeps you alive. Yeah, that is such, such a good point. And so was there a particular, because I think people, uh, it's hard for some people to to know all the details that go into putting a good show together. So when you, um, what are some of the things you learned about what makes a good gallery exhibit? Yeah, I think something that's always really important is communicating the passion and the themes behind the art hmm. because there are so many different interpretations and there's often not wrong interpretations when it comes to art but sometimes it's really important to make sure that the artist's uh, theme that they were going with what emotions and thought process went into their work um, trying to make that clear through how you place things and text that you put because then you can have people make their own interpretations but there's still that um, root that um, the creation of the art is still uh, an important factor and you connect the artist to the viewer. Yeah and I think that's uh, I, I really appreciate that because sometimes if you go to an exhibit and it's just you know uh lots of different things and you're not quite sure how to get started maybe with some of your own reactions to have that pathway to lead you to well at this time you know this was a, a big influence or there was um this uh, you know event that was happening in the world that the artist was responding to or a personal uh you know s struggle that they were trying to express and and it's a great great way for people to begin that connection because like you said you can experience it however you might like but it's sometimes helpful to sort of try how did this artist begin this work or what was the the prompt or the you know passion that that you know fills that space mm -hmm. and yeah. and so and some of the things that you mentioned are really important those you know the 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 pieces that go with the you know, they're not, they're, they're well thought out often. I don't think people realize that. And then even, like you said, the placement of things in, in a gallery of how does a person move through the space? Are you, you know, taking them on a journey or, you know, giving them some guidance about how? Mm -mm. And I would imagine that varies with every artist as to what, what makes sense. So you have to learn lots of different strategies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it really depends. Mm -hmm. And what are some of the past exhibits that you've worked on that uh, you really enjoyed? Yeah, um, 
the last exhibit um, that the guild had was uh, Landscapes in the Abstract, uh, which was really cool because we had a lot of different mediums. Uh, we had clay wall sculptures. We had uh, photography. It was interesting to see how all of the different styles and mediums work together and making that uh, exhibition make sense and flow. You had a lot of variety and it looked beautiful. It was a bit of a balancing act, but um, all of the artists were really enthusiastic about their work and I think that definitely showed and definitely a... Uh, good exhibition and I'm glad it was my first one at the guild really. Right and we've got uh, another one to talk about um, maybe we should jump to that first that might make a good a good transition and that is the uh, members show that is currently it's the annual members exhibition in the gallery at the Northfield Arts Guild. The Arts Guild is downtown Northfield at 304 Division Street and again the website is northfieldartsguild.org if you want to go and look at that there's a link on our posting on kymnradio.net as well and this is an exhibit that's up now so you can come and see that now through the 25th so you have a few few opportunities to visit and uh, we'll talk a little bit about the reception but first I want to ask you about that and, and so what a wonderful way to have uh, one of your first shows at the, the guild because you you get to meet many of these these members so talk to us about uh, putting that show together and your experiences with meeting many of these uh, artists in our community. Yes, of course. Um, the members show uh, happens every year. And from what I've heard, there's always a really great turnout. Uh, every uh, member artist can submit one piece to the show which means there's a lot of diversity of what we have. Right, and that's one of your benefits as a member of the Arts Guild is you can have an, a piece in that exhibit. Yes, So, and you can see that different members, there's a lot of pieces that they wanted to put that in because they're passionate about it or they think it's going to bring people in or maybe they're exhibiting it with other work somewhere else and they want to showcase. So it's a great benefit and there are some artists trying out new styles and so they want to, you know, give that a test run when it's only one mm. uh, piece on display. There was a really good um, reaction to our call for the show and so it meant that I was meeting a lot of our artists that I hadn't met before. I had like met a few, but most of them um, I hadn't met. And so it was a good introduction to a lot of our members because mm -hmm. we have so many great member artists. Uh, they're so talented and they're so nice and they really, really make like the art community shine around here. Right, and I understand there's over 50 members that are, have exhibits a uh, piece in this show, mm -hmm. which makes for a, you know, like you said, a wide variety of works will be displayed. And I'm thinking about that must be also one of the 
most difficult shows to hang <laughs> or to because some some things actually need to be in cases and mm-hmm. some things are 3d and some things are 2d and so how did you approach that i, I think that I, i'm imagining that you know everybody brings their pieces they want and then you have to figure out where so talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, first, I should give a shout out to our lovely gallery committee. It's a committee of volunteers that helps the guild out a lot, and they help with the installations, and they are very good at it. And so I had some help along the way. Um, it is a very interesting exhibition to install mm-hmm. because we have things like necklaces that need to be on podiums and stands we have ceramics and um different mixed media and a lot of it is um 2d paintings and drawings and so the variety i think um can be a benefit but it's a little tricky when you're trying to set it up so it's a lot about balance and seeing connections between artwork that is not connected. It's from two different artists. It might be two different mediums, but you can find connection in theme or color, and that helps you figure out this one can go next to this one. It will fit here, and you just slowly make it work, and then it turned out beautiful. Oh, that I guess I hadn't thought about that, even though you you don't have... Uh, you, people weren't given a theme to to do their, you know, it's it's whatever the artist would like to display. But once you start building those pieces, that can sort of give you uh, maybe a space within the entire space where you know this this is I'm, I'm making up something, you know, like a, a nature, and and or they used a lot of greens, and that would look really great if we grouped those together. So there's all kinds of ways that you can choose to do that, and I think one of the other things that's always interesting to me is how do you do the lighting in a show and how do you, you know, make sure that, that the pieces are, uh, you know, displayed in their best, with their best um, ability to see, you don't want shadows, you don't want. um, So talk about making those arrangements too, even, even the height of the picture and uh, where, where everything is, is placed, all of those details. And it's all thought out. It is, it is. And, there are some rules and conventions that are normally followed of if you're hanging a painting the center should be at eye level which for that varies from people (laughs) that varies from people and i um am actually quite short uh so the uh, eye level for most people is about my height which i guess is helpful when hanging a show um yeah, how do they determine what is the average eye level? That's an interesting, uh, per, you know, perspective because you could hang a show, I suppose. At uh, you know, here's for our six foot tall show, and <laughs> here's our five foot two show. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know how it's really established. It seems to work, but it's not like a surefire rule. You gotta, um, you know, in art there can be rules, but sometimes they need to be broken. Uh, so it's a lot of uh, setting it up how convention tells you to set it up and then looking at it and saying, does this work? Does this need to be lower? And with the lighting, um, with different uh, pieces, 2D and 3D, uh, that's also different, making sure that there's no 
shadows on anything and with a just 2D show, nothing's going to um, be really causing shadows other than frames. So slightly different, but um, it's a lot of double checking and standing (laughs) in different areas of the gallery and looking at it and looking from this angle and that angle and making sure it looks good all around. Right. So you have to kind of be the, the viewer for a, for a part of you just take that, you know, gallery hat off and then become the, the person who's new to it again and see what it looks like. Yeah. Yeah. And ta- I don't know if there's any pieces today that, of course, we can't go through all 50, but a few of the things that have caught your attention that are in the current exhibit at the, at the Arts Guild. Um. Yeah, so um, one of the pieces that uh, I think sort of stands out to me um, is called Starry Sorry Dude. It's by... uh, (laughs) Love the title already. (laughs) (laughs) It's by Mike Stocklin, who actually has an uh, exhibit in our upstairs gallery at the Guild. And so I've seen a lot of his work before, which wasn't... I hadn't seen the work of some of these artists, and so... Um, I can definitely could tell his style when he brought the piece in. Um, but it's a little bit, um, I think it's a funny piece. It's, it's really well done. And, uh, it's, when you look at it compared to what he has in our up gallery, uh, you can tell that he did it, but also it's just different. And so, um, I liked seeing, uh, some of like, the artists who I had seen other of their works before, uh, it's nice to see what they put in um, our exhibition this time around. Yeah, and what, like you said, some folks have wanted to experiment, and this is their way of having to not make a commitment to a show, but being able to have one and kind of gauge how are people responding, or what you know, does it? How do they feel about it being on the wall? Mm-hmm. And that's a good way to, to experiment. And I forgot the name. I've, I've seen the exhibit upstairs. It's uh, all about owls, but there's a, uh, the name is clever. Do you? The owls are not what they see. Yes, that's right. Mm-hmm. And I have to say that if you like owls, there is more than just the images. There is a, a whole natural history lesson <laughs> in that exhibit. Uh, he did his homework and mm-hmm. has um, wood carvings and and uh, I think, are they paintings? And I can't remember if there's pictures, too. I feel like maybe of some of the works that, that he's created on in his property mm-hmm. yeah. are, are there. So it, it is a, another wonderful reason to visit the Northfield Arts Guild. And mm-hmm. for folks tuning in, this is Paula Granquist, and you're listening to Art Zany Radio for the Imagination. And I'm here with, today with Madison Hughes, who is the Visual Arts Manager at the Northfield Arts Guild. And we're talking about some of the shows that are happening and some of the things that are uh, taking place in the Arts Guild. Uh, now's a great time to get involved with the Northfield Arts Guild. And, um, you know, if you become a member, then next year you would be eligible to be a part of the show as well that we've been talking about. There is a in-person reception happening, and that is next week on Thursday, the 16th of September from 6 to 8. So folks are invited to join that. There's a couple of, of new uh, guidelines given given the the pandemic that we're living in. So if you want to talk a little bit about that to let people just to give it people a heads up. Yeah. Um, so for our uh, bigger events uh, that are inside, uh, we're going to be requiring vaccinations um, and strongly recommending masks. Um, 
so that people can stay safe and we can still uh, hold events. So if people just bring their vaccination card that they received when they were given their their shot, that's uh, sufficient. Mm-hmm. Yep. And though, so then, um, and that's that. That makes sense if you're gathered, especially in the gallery. It's not a, a large space, and you, it's hard. You couldn't stay six feet apart unless you restricted, you know maybe times people came in or so there's a lot of groups looking at different ways to do things. So that's a, a new piece for the arts guild. Um, you can read about their policy. It's on the website, northfieldartsguild.org. Mm-hmm. Um, but that just helps us all keep a little safer and make, make sure that we um, can keep doing these events that we, I think that's another part of, of the pandemic, at least for me was, you know, just, uh, after I've now been back, I went to a play, went to the Arts Guild uh, play at uh, in Central Park, um, The Lion in Winter, which was incredible, and just to, to be around people. And then I went to a, a concert for the Bridge Chamber Music Festival. And uh, it's like, wow, I did really miss these moments. I miss this coming together to you know, experience art. It's not that you can listen, you know, watch TV and, and you could stream concerts and um, you know, listen to things on the radio, but it's just not quite the same. How, no, it's not. How was your pandemic experience? It was, I mean, better than for other people, I'm sure. Um, I luckily had a lot of friend and family support, uh, and my friends are very good at moving activities online oh. over Zoom. <laughs> So I think I fared pretty well, but definitely missed out um, on a lot of events, especially last winter when you couldn't really go out mm-hmm. in outside. So yeah, and and I guess I didn't ask you in in the introduction. Uh, do you uh, practice an art? Do you have a a passion that that you follow? That you you in addition to being involved in the um, or you know the arts administration is there uh, uh, something that you're pursuing uh, I'm more of a you know connoisseur of art and I appreciate it I have dabbled in some different uh, mediums um, so I really like hand making books um, I haven't done it in a while I I think that the end results are beautiful I just have to get back in it um, I also uh, play violin, and so I'm being encouraged by my coworkers to get back into that. Uh, oh, wonderful! Yeah, and and, and and we were just talking in the beginning too when we we met about, you know, the importance of. Uh, an arts organization not only needs artists, but they need audience members too. And I, I like serving in that role as well to um, support all the, the wonderful things that people are doing. That's equally as important mm-hmm. as, as making art. And uh, every, everybody has a little opportunity in them to um, experiment and play. And so that's, that's wonderful. It's, it's fun to, to hear that and to, um, you know, I, I know that that um, you can bring that a little bit of that perspective. So it's, I guess, is there anything else we missed about the members show um, that we want to talk about? I guess we talked a little bit about the range of works in the show. And have you had an opportunity to have um, anybody um, be there when anybody came to see their piece on the wall or to show a family member that their piece was in the show? Tell us about that. Um, yeah, I've had a couple instances of that, um, and it's always 
really nice to get good feedback. I think also uh, there is this balance of, you know, wanting to see a reaction, but also wanting them to be able to appreciate and like walk in and see the show as they would instead of automatically being like, your piece is on the right hand wall or something. So um, it's always interesting to see people's reactions. And so far, everyone's uh, said that it looks really good. And so I enjoy that feedback, obviously. And I'm looking forward to more artists uh, coming in to see it, or they'll probably be at the reception. Right, and that the reception again is on next Thursday. That is the 17th already of, or 16th, excuse me, 16th of September from 6 to 8. And I, I feel like September's kind of already flying by. It's hard to believe. Um, this is the annual members exhibition in the gallery, and the Exhibit is open till the 25th, but you'll want to put the Thursday, the 16th of September on your calendar so that you can go. And many of those folks who have pieces in the gallery will be there for that night. Yes, they will be. So we can come celebrate with them and and kind of, you know, let people know how exciting it is to be able to see their work. And for people to, um, you mentioned there were several, that it's their first time having a piece in a gallery show. And Mm -hmm. that's a brave step. Yes, it is. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And so I'm delighted and it's great to to hear the details of that. But there's an event this weekend that we wanted to talk about, which is the Riverfront Fine Arts Festival. Sometimes I like to to RFAF. I don't know if you call it that. That, (laughs) Yes, that is the abbreviation. (laughs) It doesn't really roll off the tongue. And I don't really remember the history of how that got its name. But wow, um, there's a lot of F's in that and A's. And it's so it's the Riverfront Fine Arts Festival. It happens in conjunction with Defeated Jesse James Days every year. It began in the 1970s. And I think it began up in Central Park, if I remember the history, and currently takes place place down along the river so if you go down division street it is behind the buildings that are and it's um on both sides of the river and so it's kind of for me the defeated jesse james days it's it's the thing i i look forward to the most and make sure that i take some time to go and visit it is both days saturday september 11th and sunday september 12th that's a 2021 from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. That's both days. And that happens um, in the outdoors. So that's a great opportunity to be able to experience art um, in in a little bit of a, a maybe a more comfortable place for some people to be. Yes. And um, we're trying to make sure that uh, booths are spaced well. So uh, we won't have um, a bunch of booths right next to each other. And then you get Crowds uh, and crowds. Uh, mm-hmm. and this year there are over forty exhibitors, mm-hmm. and so you must have come in. You, how long have you been at the Northfield Arts Guild? Um, I Sunday is my uh, two month anniversary. Congratulations! <laughs> so you kind of came in when this this some of this planning had already been done, and then you had to pick up the you know the baton and and start running. Tell us about jumping into organizing a, this big festival. Uh, yeah, it's been an interesting. I have never actually been to the Defeat of Jesse James Day. Oh, so this is your very first time experiencing it. Oh, wow. It is. So I 
very much focused on the uh, festival part um, and then sort of realized like how much else is going on. (laughs) So uh, the festival has been going on for years and so basically trying to do the same things as past years because that seems to work. We have a bunch of returning artists who come almost every year and we also have some new artists and so it'll be a good balance of people and get some new artists into town that maybe haven't ever been here before. How are those artists selected? There used to be a jury process, and were you a part of that jury process this year? Um, I was part of it on the tail end of uh, accepting people who applied. So the application process started before uh, I was working here, and then I helped finish it up. Well, yeah, and so there's, as you said, there's a range of mediums of artists uh, uh, coming. And is there anything people need to know in regards to changes this year because of the pandemic or uh, things they should know about um, how to move through the show or how to, to participate? Um, yeah, so there's not huge changes. Um, there'll be uh, some more thoughtful spacing of the booths. Uh, There are pretty clear aisleways, so you should be able to uh, keep away from people. And it's outside, so that is, uh, gives uh, the benefit of the safety of outside in these times. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about some of the artists that are coming. Um, We aren't going to be able to go through the entire list, because like I said, there are over 40 (laughs) artists coming, and there are as you mentioned, some that are, you know, fairly new and some that have been coming for years. And I think for me, I love um, being able to sort of think about that holiday shopping at this time, going to, you know, looking at at the different um, artists who come and the fact that you can buy something that is, you know, original and a, you know, beautiful craft crafted piece that will be like no other gift anywhere. And so I enjoy learning about and and also the time it feels like it's a good, nice, relaxed environment where you can spend time, the artist will likely be there or available. And you can, you know, visit with them about their process or about their ideas or anything, you know, I think that's a really great opportunity to um, explore with artists. So what have you learned about some of the artists that are coming? Uh, yeah, so uh, almost everyone was uh, new to me, not new to the <laughs> festival. Um, I, in looking at applications, I obviously looked at um, a lot of their work. Um, some of the artists, um, I recognize their work pretty fast because we have it in our shop. Um, so I have met a couple of our artists now. And so that has been nice. Still looking forward to meeting everybody this weekend. Um, So some of the people that I met, uh, because they have work in the shop, um, that gives me a little preview. I already had a preview with the applications, but um, still lots of people to meet. 
What are some of the, the types of things that people might expect to find? Um, there's a whole variety of, of different mediums and different styles. So talk a little bit about, uh, you know, how you, and even in, in the selection process, how you tried to balance that a little bit. You, you don't want to have 40 of the same, you know, type of artists. You want to have a whole uh, mix for people to experience. Yeah, so we have some people who are doing uh, photography, uh, like Dennis McClintock, who is local here, and he does some Northfield-specific photography, as well as Minnesota-specific. We have some metal uh, workers, um, including um, Jim Thurs, that he works in steel and metal and he does some larger uh, works Hmm. um, if you're looking for larger stuff. Um, We have a lot of jewelry people um, which for a festival like this seems to work pretty well um, as people are exploring and we have some food as well. I think Having some gourmet artisan food mixed in there, um, people tend to, as they're walking around, you know, you just want a little snack. And so we have Groveland Confections um, who do chocolates and stuff like that. And then we have None Like It, uh, which is a... uh, Nut, roasted nuts. Oh, that smell is really, it draws you right in, doesn't it? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, and they've been coming for years, and so you've uh, seen them before. I think I saw that there's two, aren't there? There's gourmet roasted nuts, and then the, um, what was the other one? The nut and like it. So there'll be multiple places. (laughs) Uh, That's a fun thing, too. I want to call out one one artist um, who I'm excited to see. Heather Lorenz is oh, of course. going to be here, yes. and so for she has been the visual arts manager, and she has a you know, beautiful jewelry. And I'm excited for her because she's often uh, she's had her, her pieces in the show, but she was working at the same time. So this time she gets to be a full time artist. Yes, yeah, I think um, that that's great. Heather is amazing. Um, I'm sure some people listening might know her. So yeah, she'll be back at the festival. Uh, If you've seen her in past years, she'll be about at the same spot. Um, She also has a piece in our members show. So she's still around and gets to still be in the Northfield arts community. So Right. And um, there are lots of uh, things I'm excited to, to see. And you can also preview all of those at the NorthfieldArtsGuild.org. And uh, there's a, a link here on our posting, which will take you directly to that page. Otherwise, there's a on the main page, you can click on the image in the front that I'll show you. And it's got a beautiful... Um, Doug Foxgrover did, uh, I forget the title of the piece, is it just Art Festival, I think? Mm-hmm. Um, that, you know, he it must be one of his magical ways of taking a photograph and then making it, adding, um, coloring it, or I don't know how he does it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's very beautiful, and um, 
yeah, I don't know the process, but I'm I'm sure he would enlighten me if I asked. Yeah, he's he's a delight, and um, really, he he's the. Uh, we did an art project on the radio a few several years ago, and that was a very memorable experience for me. He's a, an incredible treasure. I don't think he has a, a booth in the show, so, um, but you can definitely look at that as one of the images. Yes, um, he um, he does have a piece in our. Uh, member show so folks could go and see that um there's also some uh books and uh, of course painting and photography ceramics is always a a really big thing i think i found some really original ideas and um opportunities with that um what else are we missing who have, have you had the opportunity to meet and um tell us a little bit about what what they might find in in one of the booths and uh, yeah, I mean, so one of the people uh, that I'm quite familiar with her uh, art now uh, is um, my coworker Jenny is going to have her own booth um, and she does um, painting. Um, she is very talented and obviously uh, a great uh, person at the guild. And so um her painting, she um, used the, uh, uh, you know, the everything going on to help invigorate um, her making art. And so she's going to be there with some of her. You have to go. I don't know if she has these pieces in the show, but I saw in, in the garden tour, she had some, um, I, I can't remember what she called the series, but they are uh, plants doing yoga. Yes. And in fact, I was just absolutely head over heels about uh, one of the pieces. So I took one home and, um, well, I purchased, I should say. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's really just a, uh, fabulous work and it's, um, charming and inviting. And she has her own a style that's recognizable that's mm-hmm. really uh, delightful. And that's Jenny Atonaway. Did I say that correctly? I, I think so. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and so you can look for her. She's uh, does amazing things with our community arts mm-hmm. and uh, education, which is another aspect of the Arts Guild. Yes. Yeah. Um, and someone else that I uh, briefly uh, met, um, uh, Lynn Lentz, who has a piece in our membership, which is how I met her. She's going to be there and she does mixed media. Um, I know that she does some bookmaking and drawing. And so she has a variety of stuff um, that uh, showcases mixed media as a medium. Fabulous. And so, folks, you should, should definitely check it out. It is um, at the Northfield Arts Guild behind, um, along the river. And that's how it got its name, the Riverfront Fine Arts Festival. And that is from 10 to 5, both days. And it's, it's so hard to try to describe what it's going to be when there's so many different artists and uh, so many different styles. And you don't want to, you know, necessarily, they're all worth seeing, all the booths, over yes. 40 of them. And we should talk also about this, um, the element that's been a part of many of the 
years at the, of the Riverfront Fine Arts Festival, and that's a community art-making table, which I've had the opportunity to um, hang out there for a little bit in, in past years. And for me, I found it to be one of the, the most fun things. So tell me what's planned for this year's community art table. Yeah, so um, I'm not uh, completely sure all the details. Jenny is planning that. Um for that table, it will be right up front by the guild info table, and you'll be able to drop in whenever you are around. Um, and you know, it's not just for kids. You can, <laughs> That's if right. you're an adult, you can go ahead and make what you want to make. I think I, s- I said that there was there's going to be some project like uh, templates that you can follow, or you can just use the materials that are there to have some fun and make up your own. Yes, yes, we uh, with everything going on uh, with the festival and defeat of Jesse James Day, we want you to be able to do what you want uh, in making art and have it take up as much time as you want. So feel free to come and, you know, express some of your creativity. Get inspired by our uh, artists who are uh, at their tent selling. Look at their art, maybe buy something, and then maybe you'll get inspired to make something yourself. I think that sounds like a great idea, and it's it's always always one of my favorite tables because just to you know what the kids do or um, what people are inspired to put together, it's just so much fun to be around that energy. Yes, it is. And so the folks need to. That's that's the probably the the my favorite booth <laughs> to be there. And we should also mention that there are still a few remaining opportunities for folks who want to volunteer. So how would or what kinds of things? Do you need help with, and how would they connect with you to uh, get uh, assigned to a spot? Uh, yes, yeah, so um, some things that um, we would love to have volunteers come help us with is uh, the art community art booth, um, and just making sure that people are having a fun time and have supplies there. Um, we also. Um, love to make sure that our artists are um, able to take a break if they need to or if they need a snack. And so we have um, Roving Hospitality, uh, which is just um, if an artist needs water or a snack, you can uh, bring it over to them or if they need a booth sitter, um, can help with that. So some of those are some of the roles. Um that you could help with. Uh, if you would like to volunteer, um, you can uh, email me. Um, and my email's all over the website, but it's also just madison at northfieldartskill.org. Easy to remember. <laughs> and that that's really what makes the show, because, uh, you know, my experiences with the Arts Guild, I, I before did not realize how much work goes into, just even on the day of the event, um, the coordination it takes to get set up, and the, you know, the artists start arriving very, very early in the morning, <laughs> and it's a full day. Uh, yes. And so the your staff cannot possibly do all of that you you need volunteers to be a part of that and so i'm glad that you know folks can still um participate and help out with that we want people to feel welcome and enjoy our community and and feel like they want to come back year after year Mm -hmm. 
Yes, yes, definitely. Oh, that's a a great opportunity for folks. And there's another event that we want to bring up um, happening on Saturday, September 25th. And uh, tell us a little bit about this kind of launch into the season for the Northfield Arts Guild. Yeah, so it's it's called the We Are Family event. Um, It's really the uh, opening up of our theater. Um, Not a lot of people have been in our theater building in a long time. Yeah, that's hard. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, the event is going to be partially outside as well. Um, And it will contain a preview of our theater season. Um, We have four shows that are going to be put on in this next uh, sort of year. Um, So we're going to give some previews, um, some like short performances, readings of the shows that um, we're going to have, which the first one starts in October is Death Trap. And so there'll be a lot more details about that. You can buy season tickets um, and really just we're welcoming the community back to the theater. That's exciting because it's been a long time to, and it's something I'm sure we've all missed being in that that space and seeing live performances. Mm-hmm. So yeah. folks can ch- get more details at northfieldartsguild.org. Tell us a little bit about what you're hoping for, you know, the future of the visual arts world at the Northfield Arts Guild. Have you had a chance to even think ahead? <laughs> Um, I have had um, a little bit of a chance to think ahead and, you know, what we have coming up. Um, And luckily, we have some of our shows planned um, out. And so I can see that we have a lot of good uh, works coming. And that is really exciting. I have been focused a lot on the festival. And so, you know, festivals... When it's over this weekend, I gotta get running on a lot of other things. So, well, folks should definitely come and introduce themselves to you because you, there's a lot of folks you, you need to meet yet in our community, and um, you can share those ideas. And um, it, it'd be fun to see how it unfolds for you. Yes, um, I'm very excited about this weekend, and uh, I think everything's gonna be great. It absolutely will, folks. I I hope that you take some time to put that on your calendar and come early in the morning, some of the best time. I think it's a little quieter or even on Sunday at the very last couple hours when the parade's going on. It's one of my favorite times to go because it's just a little, little calmer. Except we don't know what's going to, you know, bring this year. True, yeah. <laughs> so this is this is how uh, the arts community celebrates the defeated Jesse James days, and it's wonderful that it's a part of the the entire festival. Yes, yes. So I hope you. I have to ask you next year. What was your favorite part of of this weekend? If you get a chance to go and experience some of the other things happening in town. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Thank you, Madison, for being here. That's Madison Hughes, the new um, visual arts manager at the Northfield Arts Guild. Thank you for being here today. Yeah, and thank you for uh, having me on. You're welcome. This was a lot of fun, folks. And again, I hope that inspires you and use use those opportunities to meet the artists, to discover something or, or try something yourself and try and hit the reset this September for yourself. You've been listening to Art Zany Radio for the Imagination. I thank you so much for being a part of the show and hope that in the meantime, until next time, you enjoy your imagination. Thank you.
You've been listening to Art Zany, Radio for the Imagination, with your host, Paula Granquist. Art Zany is brought to you each week by the Northfield Arts Guild and by the Paradise Center for the Arts in Faribault. Connect and experience art at the Northfield Arts Guild. Visit our galleries, arts festival, and take in a performance at our theater featuring a full season of dramas, comedies, and musicals. The Guild's gift shop showcases unique art from over 100 local and regional member artists. Come enjoy music from the Cannon Valley Regional Orchestra or the 411 Concert Series. We invite you to explore your creativity in one of our classes. All are welcome at the Northfield Arts Guild. To learn how you can be a part, visit northfieldartsguild.org or call 507-645-887. Locally owned, independently programmed, 95.1, The One. Enjoy weekends with Wendy, Saturday and Sunday mornings here on The One.